Welcome to Super Entrepreneurs Podcast. Today we have with us Stephen Eugene Kuhn. How are you, Stephen? Doing great. Thank you so much for having me. Greetings from Hungary. Oh, no problem. So we always like to kind of allow our guests to introduce themselves in their own words, and we'll take it from there. Sure. My name is Stephen Kuhn. I'm an um, expat living in Europe. I joined the military back in 1986 when I was 19 years old, left uh, for boot camp. And was sent to Germany. Spent seven years there in Germany where I was uh, stationed in various places, including Iraq. I fought in Iraq in the first war, um, was awarded a Bronze Star, got out and stayed in Europe. And uh, I've worked everywhere from NASDAQ companies, PLCs, um, large corporations, small corporations, uh, entrepreneurship. My, the one post I had was European Operations and Development. Had 3,500 employees, 87 locations in nine countries. Um, and just just really, really busy guy. Um, yeah. But I hated it. <laughs> but I hated it. Oh, really? So I decided after a crash and burn, really, really bad crash and burn incident, I decided no longer to do the work myself, but to advise what I had learned over over those 15, 20 years of turning businesses around in all those countries, uh, founding and starting and turning them around the ones that weren't working. Uh, and that advisory has taken off and ended up writing a book as well about how I did all that called Unleash Your Humble Alpha. Nice. And that is critically claimed and has now actually become a course, a college course. Wow. Um, that universities are picking up different, different universities. Yeah, even Harvard and Stanford are looking at it right now. Amazing. Um, so it's a, it's a, yeah, it is amazing. And, and it's because it's not a book that was written like, I'm going to write a book. It was like, people kept asking me, Stephen, how did you like just walk up to Mick Jagger and get a job with him? Yeah. How did you walk up to Andrea Bocelli, do the same thing, or even Olivia Newton John, who just passed? And I was like, well, I just walked up and didn't really think anything. And they're like, no, you have to explain it to us. So I started writing it down. Like, what was my mindset? What was I thinking? And things came out. Five models came out of what I, what I repeatedly used, but never put a name to it. So in the book, we have a story or two per chapter, five chapters. And um, the lesson from that story and the exact action steps that the reader can take to get to that place where, you know, where I got, where I could walk up to anybody, do anything I wanted, and just achieve whatever I wanted. Mm. And the book just took off because it's very practical. It's not a theory. It's 100% applied knowledge all um, through myself and my co-author. Mm. It's experience-based. So <laughs> 100%. 100%. There's no theory. Zero theory. Zero. Yeah. Yeah. I love the book yep. cover, by the way. Those are my colors. You know, I love the black and gold look. Um, yeah, you know, we so have for, the hardback, which... Yeah. For, 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 for someone to actually approach... A big name like that, it requires a lot of confidence, right? A lot of foundational strengths to be able to kind of even approach or even ask or even talk, for example, even say I, for example. Right. What, are, what is your, what do you well, recommend for someone to do that they want to work with a specific company or a person? What would you recommend they, they should do as a first step? Well, the first step is to gain certainty in your abilities to deploy your genius and your talents in any given situation. That's the number one. Because when you're certain of your abilities, nothing can stop you and you don't even care. Right? So you're just like, I'm, I'm going to do this. This is what I'm doing. It's about putting in your mind. It's a knowing. It's not a belief. You know, there's like, there's like belief, faith, and certainty. Mm -hmm. Right? So belief is 
I believe actively. I can do this, right? You're trying to talk yourself into it, right? Mm -hmm. Faith is like when you pray at church, you pray to God or whoever you pray to, but then you go back the next day and pray for the same thing again. So that's really not true belief either, right? So Mm -hmm. it's sort of like I'm trying to actively get something. And then you have certainty. Certainty is what I just explained. And then you have the knowing. The knowing is where you don't even think about it anymore. And once you get to certainty, the knowing is within, within grasp and it's real simple. But here's the key. Um, in order to become certain of your abilities, you have to know your abilities and you have to know who you are. Most people, if I ask them who they are, they'll say a dad, a CEO, you know, a cook, or whatever. And it's like, no, that's what you do and who you are. That's not, that's not your identity. What's your identity? Where's your superpower? And once you have your superpower, your purpose crystallizes in front of you. That purpose amplifies your identity, which creates a presence. Mm-hmm. And presence, being present, creates that presence. Being present means creating space. It's also in the book. This is the most powerful thing that we teach. Mm-hmm. Creating space is showing up wholly and fully for the person in front of you mm-hmm. with no preconceived notions, no cookie cutter solutions, or an expectation of a specific outcome. You focus on the only thing that you can control, and that's the intention of adding value by solving problems. So when you do that, no expectations, no preconceived notions, you just show up, create space, and see what they need and serve them. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's it. You don't worry about the outcome. I need to close this deal. I mm. Nothing. Nothing at all. And that's how I walked up to Mick and Olivia and Andrea Bocelli with zero fear about anything because I didn't have any expectations. I was focusing on my intention. Yeah, you know, it's uh, incredible. Um, I'm really enjoying speaking to you about this stuff because for me, um, presence have has absolutely shifted everything I do. Even this podcast, right, has been been seeing growth ever since I started being present. And the people that I'm interviewing, I'm present with. Anything I do, I'm in the whole energy in the moment, right? And that is such a power once you connect to that, you know, space, calmness, stillness, whatever you want to call it. And when you operate from there, you start also amplifying those skills too. So you start developing though that faith, you know, the faith is one, the religious faith, but the other faith is having faith on your own ability, right? Even to approach someone like that, you need that faith. Or certainty because faith again is an active component, right? It's an active move. Like I'm, I have faith in myself. You have to tell yourself that, but when you're certain, you don't tell yourself anything. It's like people say, well, you can be confident. Yeah, but you can be overconfident. Yeah. Right. You can't be over certain. There's no such thing. Right. There's no such thing as being over certain. And so we, we like to we like to hone it down to being certain. And also we talk about presence. That means being present. Being present is showing up wholly and fully. Like I just said, mm-hmm. presence is the energy that you emit when you're present. Mm-hmm. Right. So presence and present. I gave a speech about this at Mind Valley two, uh, two months ago, Mind Valley University two months ago. And it went, went over really well because we just talk about, okay, why do I need to worry about the outside world? Why do I need to think about what they need, what they want, and what they wish uh, when it comes to my decisions? Mm-hmm. So when I make my decisions for me, I have certainty. When I have certainty, I can solve any problem out there. And why? Because I'm certain of, of my abilities. Does that mean I can solve every problem on the planet? No, but guess what? I know someone who can, or I know someone who knows someone who can. Mm-hmm. And that's it. That's all I need. That's mm-hmm. my certainty right there when it comes mm-hmm. to solving any problems, which is why the advisory goes so well, which is why I work with these people, because they know that I will get them a solution, period. Mm-hmm. That's excellent. So you have a program on Mind Valley as well? 
no, not yet. <laughs> I just did a speech, a keynote speech on their main stage in yeah. Tallinn for their um, um, Mind Valley University. But um, you know, that's my goal is to get a course on Mind Valley, of course. Yeah, that'd be amazing. Definitely, definitely, that's some place that you should be present on. Um, definitely. So it's. Go ahead. I'm not as esoteric. I'm not as esoteric as a lot of the Mind yeah. Valley guys and gals. Yeah. Um, to the outside. Mm-hmm. I'm not, but I go every year, ayahuasca and San Pedro journeys. I host an event every year in Peru for the last, I've been doing it for 17 years, working with wow. plant medicine, sacred plant medicine, bufo, all these things. And to expand my consciousness and, and remove blocks and, um, you know, hurdles that I have in my own mind. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I work with plant medicine. I just don't hang it out and, you know, wear gowns mm-hmm. and crystal hats and stuff. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> you know, no, I'm just, I'm just a business guy yeah. who uses, who uses uses the powers that he has to as to yes. his, at his disposal? Yeah, you know that the, the 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 domes and all that. I'm not into it as well, but you know maybe there's something there I never looked into it. But you know I find that uh, working on the inner self, there's so much power within each human being just sitting there to be uncovered. And we spend so much time on the outside trying to get answers and pushing and forcing. And we, we find ourselves, you know, uh, with frustration. And seeking and purpose. Anxiety. And seeking so, purpose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And just seeking purpose without, and, you know, and they look at that. Oh, look at that. Oh, there's, that's purpose. That's purpose. That's purpose. That's purpose. Mm-hmm. Uh, mostly people are looking uh, at purpose through a lens of motivation and not inspiration. Yeah. Right. So motivation is an external force. Yes. I can be motivated by you. Right. But I have to be internally inspired by you. Mm-hmm. That comes down to me. So mm-hmm. if I'm not inspired about a purpose that I'm doing or purpose that I'm, that I'm achieving, trying yeah. to achieve, but it's, I'm motivated, it, it'll work for a while, but then it'll fizzle out. That's why people change direction all the time. Mm-hmm. And so what we, so what, what I teach, what we teach is um, to break it down really simple. And there's three ways to, there's three things that I ask myself in any situation, whether it's personal, private, or professional, is receive what's there, decide what to do with it, and let go of anything else that doesn't serve me. Mm-hmm. Every single time I have it, anything in front of me. And that makes life very, very simple. Mm-hmm. Um, that allows me to stay out of the past, stay mm-hmm. out of the future, yes. and stay in the moment. Yes. Right? Because most people suffer from anxiety of the future and trauma from the past. And they're stuck in that limbo space. And everything that they do, they think about it and they preconceive what's going to happen because of what happened in the past. And yeah. then it stays like that. Yeah. 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 Those, those <laughs> so getting out of that is a, is a getting out of that. Yeah. Those, those voices are, are demotivating, you know, because they're, they're coming at us all directions. And, you know, you when I remember when I was, I was, consumed by those voices and then they're just kind of dictating everything, every little thing. Even if I was talking to you right now, it would just be going on. Okay. Am I speaking properly? Am I doing this? Or what, what am I going to say next? What am I going to say next? What? Oh, you just said that word. Okay. I'm going to say something next after this. I'm going to ask that. It just creates so much tension, like in your body and your aura, like yeah. overall, you just feel, um, you just you don't feel you don't feel good, right? And then especially that fulfillment doesn't creep yes. in. And another thing that you mentioned about resourcefulness, resourcefulness, you know, yeah. it comes from once you uncover that purpose, 
it kind of creates that uh, inspiration, right? It creates the motivation. It's backwards. So it's that purpose that, that pushes us, not even pushes, it's just a nice free flowing into inspiration. Yeah. And that's why you see your body start moving like never before, right? Yeah. I yeah. love this topic. I agree. Yeah. And well, you know, it, the, you said it. People look on the outside all the time for these things, yeah. right? And, but it's not. It's on the inside. The true right. power. You said people have amazing power. Everyone is. It's the power. Yeah. It's the only power, yeah. right? Within. Like, that's us. That's that's when, when we realize that we can do anything we want. Someone says, well, you can't fly. Who says I can't fly? Right? Right? Who says I can't fly? I can put on, get on an airplane and fly. What do you mean? It depends how you, what your view is. You can do whatever you want, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And well, it's, it's more than that. It's, it's absolute knowing that your abilities, Mm -hmm. you'll get it done. You can deploy them in any situation and you'll get it done, no matter what it is. So now, uh, can you share anything from the book? Like, can you give us, uh, the audience, your top three benefits from reading your book? Yeah, sure. Well, first, the first benefit is your identity, right? So you're going to find out, if you're going to find out who you really are. For instance, you're going to, after, after, uh, some people it takes a couple hours and some people it takes a couple days to figure out their identity. And it's, it's very difficult, uh, but we have very actionable steps to be able to do that at the, at the end of each chapter. And when, once you find your identity, you, you come up with an identity statement and a two-word moniker. And for instance, my two-word moniker is powerful connector. So my absolute power is connecting people. That's my absolute power. That's what I came up with when I, when I wrote the book. We started doing this, right, again. And I came up with powerful connector. And once I know that, my purpose pops up right in front of me immediately. Because of all the peripheral that I have going on, you know, you're always doing all these different things. The things that had to do with connections popped up in front of me. And now, I mean, just right now, just through connecting people, we're talking multiple six figures this month with no work, just introduction, powerful connections, yeah. right? And this is this, and because they know that I will get any job done for them and they know that I can find anyone for them. I mean, I'm talking like financing a Polish business from America, like stuff that people don't do. Well, I find it. I find a way, you know, and um, I do it through contacts. And so that's the first part is that once you have your identity, you can put it in place towards your purpose to absolutely crush it. And then you, again, once you have your identity and your purpose in place, you amplify your identity through that purpose. And people really not only want to work with you and be with you and be around you, they want to learn from you. They want to, you know, just be there. Whatever it is that you're giving out, it doesn't even matter if it's tangible, right? It's because you emit this presence that you own. Like, I'm me and I own me. My presence is mine. I don't change it for anybody. I don't adapt it to anybody. That's who I am. Now, it'll change over time because as we change and learn and grow, of course, that'll change as will your identity every couple of years. But to start somewhere, you need to know. You know, when someone says to you, you know, well, you know who I am. I'm the CEO. And now I'm buddy. That's what you do. You know, it's like nobody. That's what you do. That's not who you are. And so that's one is finding your identity, finding your purpose. Well, it's two, basically. The other one is, again, um, we, we talk about creating space, creating space. As I said, the most powerful thing you'll ever do in any situation, whether it's relationship, argument, fight, sales, whatever it is, that creating space will be 
uh, a game changer for you. Then we have uh, Life Enterprise, and Life Enterprise is a great way to look at your life. So you're you're the CEO of your Life Enterprise, just like a business enterprise. Mm-hmm. And you answer to two groups of people. Those two groups of people are the board of directors and the shareholders, right? Board of directors is your immediate family. Shareholders is everybody else in your life, right? How do you? How does a CEO talk to and treat the board of directors and the shareholders with respect, right? They leave them in a better place than when they met them. They ensure that the business mm-hmm. is running healthy and profitable, right? And they're always the one motivating, elevating, making it better. So when we look at our lives as a CEO of our own life enterprise and we run our life like that, things change immediately. And when you leave someone in a better place than when you meet them, and I mean everybody. I go to the yes. grocery store, there's someone in front of me, who, you know, at least someone in front of me, the cash register, the, the cashier. What am I going to do to leave her in a better place, right, than when I met her right now? Even that five-minute thing or two-minute thing where I'm just paying for groceries and I can be out of there. Why not? You're there anyway. Why not elevate? So yes, then you're going to learn, yeah, and then and then and then you're going to learn about micro and macro purpose, right? So I have a macro purpose, um, and my macro purpose is to create. I create radiant value to elevate others to a higher frequency. That's my overall mission in life. That's mm. my purpose in life. And because I'm a powerful connector, I mm. do it there, right, very well. And other places I do as well. But you see how it fits together. Mm. My micro purpose depends on the situation. Like right now, my micro purpose is departing information on you and your listeners in the hopes that you're going to maybe pick something up and it'll make your life better. That's my purpose, my intention right now. Mm. So you see that I'm always following that blue line through everything that I do. No matter what I do, I'm creating radiant value to elevate others to a higher frequency. And when you know this, it's like like you're – I can't even explain it. You just walk in and you own the room. You own the space. Yes. People look at you like, whoa, who's this guy? Who's this gal? You've seen people like that, right? You're at a party. Oh, yeah. You're talking with your friends. Yeah. Yeah, You're talking with your friends at a party and then you feel something. You turn around, someone comes in the room and they look, they look around and then they just go with purpose to wherever they're going. Whereas everybody else comes in and they're like, you know, looking at their phone and, you know, don't know what to do. (laughs) But that one person with presence comes in and says, I'm going there. And boom, they go. That's what I'm talking about. They own their presence. Simple as that. Yes. There's some things you can learn. That's that's a few things. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's great. Everything is energy, right? And uh, you're you're speaking my language. Like I, I, I think I found my new best friend here. So, um, uh, Steven, <laughs> I really appreciate cool. it. You're just, you're talking. I was like, yes, yes. You know, it's awesome. Um, where, where did that shift happen? Because, you know, we all have a story to when we elevated our frequency to a higher frequency, we were living in the lower frequencies to realize there's another world, right? So is there a story from how it was and, and how you realized that you needed to yeah. make a change and what happened? Yeah, well, it was a trickle effect, right? So the first one was in Iraq. I met a little girl who was burned from head to toe. And I, I tried to help her. I couldn't help her very much because we weren't supposed to help civilians. Um, I had her bandaged up. And when she came out, we had to send her back out into the desert. And uh, I had wanted to do something. So I had butterscotch candies in my, butter, in my grenade pocket. And I handed her a butterscotch candy. She's burnt from the neck down. Um, gave her the butterscotch candy and she smiled. Right. And I was like, wow, what the hell am I doing? That smile. Oh my God. To this day, like I've been looking for her since 1991. 
And that, so that set me on a path wow. of like, wait a second, I'm here and I'm, I'm in, I'm in the middle of a war and here's this little girl that just, I fell in love with and I'm departing love on her, right? I'm giving her love and showing her compassion in a place where there should be none in the middle of a war. And I was 19, no, 23 years old when that happened. Yeah. And I was consciously aware of what was going on, which blows my mind to this day. So I feel like it was like divine intervention or something happened there that I was aware of what's going on. Cause I was in full camo gear, helmet, you know, the whole works. And uh, yeah, yeah. here I am on this, on this spiritual, on the spiritual plane with this little girl. Anyway, so that shifted me a lot. I decided to get out of the army after mm. that. And I did right later in life. <clears throat> my first wife um, did some nasty stuff and we split up. And in the, that one week I lost my career, my wife and all my money, right. In one week. And so I was distraught, didn't know what to do. I was like, gosh, you know, and I went to an astrologist because I didn't know what to do. You know, like I lost everything. And at the time I was making, I don't know, like 350 yeah. a year plus all the band bennies, you know, it was crazy. And, um, for, as an employee, it's a lot of money. And, uh, I went to her and she said, look, you, you have a choice right now. You're going to see a door to a whole new direction or you're going to keep going the way you went and you're going to crash again one day. And I was like, okay, where's the door? She goes, you can't look for it. So you got to receive it. And I'm like, God, what is this? And this is before I was, you know, understanding this stuff. And so yeah. I ended up writing a book. I ended up writing a book in German. This was in Germany, in German. And it became a bestseller like a day later, like because it, it was about the first Gulf War and it came out when the second Gulf War broke out in 2003. So I was on a year yeah. tour of book tours and in-person things, TV, talk shows, MTV, like every TV station in Germany, I was on it, right, um, for a year. And because I was the only combat veteran who spoke perfect German, you know, that they could get a hold of. So I was very lucky. Um, mm -hmm. And I did what I wasn't supposed to do. And I went back into the corporate world again, right? And I built it back up again, making even more money, having a big old position and everything. And then in 2008, everything crashed and I became homeless. So each time it was lower and lower and lower, but I, I wouldn't mm. get the message, right? I, I, I didn't get yeah. the message, right? The message I'm a little thick. Uh, you know, I'm a little yeah. thick, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I can, I can, cause the yeah. soldier mentality, I'm going to fight. I'm going to make this happen. Mm -hmm. And, mm -hmm. uh, and mm -hmm. so I lost everything and I was in a toxic relationship. We had an argument. Uh, I pulled the gun out of a police officer's holster and tried to shoot myself and I was going to shoot myself. Um, and she said, do it. They tackled, they, they tackled her. They took me into the paddy wagon. Uh, I was speeding and it was crazy. So they took my car and my license and they let me go home, but I didn't have a home. Um, and my girlfriend was toxic at the time. So I didn't even want to go there. Uh, and so I went to my apartment, which I had rented out cause I couldn't afford it. Right. And I asked my friend, I said, dude, um, I need the apartment for a couple hours. He's like, come on, man, I'm renting it from you. I said, look, I just need it for a couple hours, please. So he left. Uh, and I went in, hung my uniform out in the hallway and underneath it, I put a picture of myself in uniform, pulled out a K bar, which is a Marine bayonet knife, super sharp, split, split a hair three times, stuck it to my neck to, you know, end it. And there was a knock on the door. I was like, God, I can't even, you know, can't even do this right. And it was the police officers whose weapon I had pulled. It was a young trainee female police officer. And she came in the door took the knife, like put my hand down, took the knife out of my hand and walked me into my own living room and said, Stephen, I know you, this isn't you. I've been to your book reading and I know what kind of a man you are. You're going to change the world. And I was like, 
okay. (laughs) All right. And she got up and gave me the old German kiss kiss on each cheek and left. And I was like, did that just happen or am I going crazy? Like, am I, am I going nuts or what? And so I called my friend Michael uh, in Austria and I said, Michael, if you don't come and get me, I'm not going to be here tomorrow. So he sent me a plane ticket, flew me to Austria, to Vienna. He picked me up and dropped me off in a Benedictine monastery with monks. Right? So here's this distraught guy going to the monks going, help me now. I need help right now. And they're like, go walk in the forest. And you're like, what do you mean walk in the forest? I need help now. You'll find help. Anyway, so I spent a long time there. A long time. And no TV, no internet, no laptop, no cell phone. No one knew where I was. Didn't pay any bills. Didn't give a damn about anything to the point where I found who I was. For real. And I spent about eight months with myself there. And completely rebooted my entire life. And let go of everything. Yeah. And everything that didn't serve me, I let go. Beautiful. And that put me, well, that put me on a, tra- a trajectory of spirituality and, and certainty and belief. And that story is in the yes. book in more detail. So is the Iraqi girl. Okay. The Iraqi girl story is in there in more detail as well. Yeah. That's, um, that's incredible, incredible story, Stephen. Um, and, you know, the funny thing is sometimes we have to get hit so hard, so bad before we realize there's something within that's knocking and giving, you know, or, you know, there's, there's something flowing through us that's giving us these pointers is giving us that type of test to say, Hey, listen, wake up, you know, there's something going on and we ignore them or we, we just stay in that realm in that consciousness level and we end up struggling longer but sometimes the ego is so strong, we don't really actually pick up on that, right? Like you, you, you were saying that you were, you were hard, right? You didn't want to see that. So it had to happen to you, you know, and so good that it yeah. happened to you that Thankful. you realize because what would happen now if you didn't, right? And there's so many people out there, Stephen, that are dealing with this, you know, and, and even if you try to uh, uh, educate them and explain to them, you kind of drive them away and, and it has to be a way that they realize, you know, they have, there's something yeah. that has to click, right? And then yeah. watching these kind of episodes, yeah. reading your book, learning from you, uh, following this kind of content, it's slowly, you know, some kind of indication comes is, is, is are you aware enough to pick up on it, right? Exactly. And we're, we're programmed anyway. We're programmed by the media, by our parents, by the friends and family yeah. circle of influence. It's all programming. So we can deprogram ourselves or what we call yes. reprogramming your own self, as you wish. And you can literally do that. But it takes work. And it's just like anything else. You want to become an Olympian or, a, a, a you know, a, yeah. a pro sportsman, you need to practice. And you need to work hard at that. Yes. The same thing is, is if you want to change your mindset, if you want to move forward in life in a completely most powerful person that you could ever be, you need yeah. to change your mindset. And that takes yes. time and a lot of effort. It's easy to sit on the sofa and watch TV and, and cry about what's going on in the world. But to get up and actually do something about it is makes a whole different world. And the only place that you can start by changing the world is with your world. If you're, if you're not certain of your abilities, if you're not present in your life, you will not change the world. You can yell at people and tell people to go global warming and recycle and all this kind of stuff. But if you're not doing it for yourself, no one's going to follow you. People follow examples. Mm-hmm. Culture follows action. Mm-hmm. 
right? So the culture you build in your circle of influence will be followed by the person with the strongest action. And if you're, mm-hmm. if you have a resolve like we do, um, if you have a resolve in those, use these five core print, um, models from the book, first one being hit, which is the, the core foundation of all of our morals. HIT stands for honesty, integrity, and transparency. Honesty with yourself while you do say and think what you do, right? Transparency is how you step into the world with that honesty, and it's your ongoing reputation. The byproduct of that is integrity. So Mm. if I'm honest with myself, I never have to worry about being honest with anybody else because I automatically am because as soon as I'm out of congruency, my alarm goes off, and I go, whoa, 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 what's going on? And it's easy to say this. It's difficult yeah. to do because you have to make decisions yeah. sometimes where you know it's going to hurt you or you know you really need the money, uh, but you can't do it because it's not within your moral standards. Um, you got to make these decisions. But I promise you the first time, like the first time I made the big decision, um, wasn't the first time, but it was like the biggest decision I ever made uh, to not take. It was a $300,000 payday. And I turned it nice. down. Because of the and, – oh. and I felt – like a million bucks, man. I felt like yeah. nothing can stop me now. If I can do that, then nothing can stop me. You see, it's like other people would say, what? What do you mean if you could do that? You just lost money. No, I didn't. I just gained a, such a solid moral foundation that everybody now knows about because I turned it down. They're like, what? Like, no, it just wasn't incongruency. And from that spawned, yeah. you name it, like all kinds of business opportunities and contacts and everything else yeah. because of that. So. It was based on my my core principles, and hit yes. is what I live by: honesty, transparency. Mm. You know, it's uh, it gets the more you spend time in your inner world, the more it it amplifies all these, especially principles, right? Like I can mm-hmm. so much that you're saying, Stephen. I'm relating to obviously because it's uh, it's very familiar yeah. to me, you know. And then what you just said about that company. But that opportunity, you know, I, I walked away from a $250 million opportunity um, because of principles, you know, and I feel the same way as you, man. I don't even, it doesn't even cross my mind. It just came now because of you bringing it up. But other yeah. than that, it does not phase you because I know what I stand for. I know those principles and I, I, it's like, it's like your soul's principles, you know, like you can't, there's no ifs or buts about it. You know, it's just boom, that's it. The decision is made and you feel great about it. Well, if we can shift gears a little bit here, um, you know, I, I, I work with ayahuasca and San Pedro. That's the divine feminine and the divine masculine energies, right? And of course, masculinity is a big theme right now in this in the world. Masculinity isn't bravado. Bravado isn't mas- masculinity. Toxic masculinity is a guy trying to be tough or bravado because he does, he's not connected with himself. He doesn't know who he is. So if you don't know who you are, you try to be somebody. Mm-hmm. And what are you trying to be? You're trying to be what s- society says you should be. So they don't, yes. they don't be themselves. They, they lose they lose their families that way, right? Mm-hmm. They 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 get. Um, befriended, befriended from their family or, or separated from their family or lost in their family. They stop making mm-hmm. decisions because they do what they have mm-hmm. to do to support the family. And they think, okay, I, I have to be selfless and that's heroic. It's not. Right? It's not. It's it not. actually kills relationships. Then you have the feminine, which is a very powerful force. It's, it's actually more powerful than the masculine. Uh, but it's the balancing mm-hmm. force. It's the, it's, the, it's the ether. It's the esoteric part of it. The masculine mm-hmm. is an action-oriented energy. 
do this, mm-hmm. get it done, fix it. That's that's why when a, when a woman says, hey, baby, we need to talk, and she's ready to go into a talk, and men are like, what's wrong? What did I do? How can I fix it? Like, that's our, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, that's it. Yeah. And they're like, yeah. no, I want to yeah. talk. I just want to talk. What do you mean you just want to talk? What's I the outcome? I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> you know? And we're like, no. Um, so, <laughs> so um, you know, I, I just went through a, a painful divorce a year ago, um, and I've now since met another woman who's very feminine. Very powerful, but very feminine. And I can't tell you um, how powerful it is to have, put it this way, I never felt my full masculinity. I thought I did until she was standing beside me with her full femininity. Mm -hmm. And that turned me into this magnetic person where all these deals and friends and people and opportunities can't even keep up ever since she showed up in my life. And we're talking like nice. big deals, you know, and awesome. just out of the blue, out of nowhere. People just writing you out of the blue. And it's, and it's, yeah. and we both believe that we complement each other's energies. And that's why we're doing it. She's, she's as successful as I am. And yeah. um, we, we go, th- it's, it's crazy because she's uh, Ukrainian, uh, lives in Turkey. Uh, and we, ha- and uh, I live in Hungary. So we fly back and forth two weeks there, a week here, two weeks there, a week here, that kind of stuff. Um, but it's, uh, it's, it's, it's funny how we met. I'm an American living in Hungary. She's a Ukrainian living in Turkey, (laughs) you know? So like the, the, how the cookie crumbled, so to say, got very lucky. Yeah. 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 And so, so that masculine feminine, that masculine feminine is very important. A lot lot of people forget about people talk about power woman and this kind of stuff. And we don't need men. Maybe you don't need it, but if you want integration and balance in your life, um, balance is overrated, of course. It's more like integration. Then you have to acknowledge the two feminine and the masculine, the two energies. And that's because that's in the plant world. It's in the animal world and it's in the human world. It's not something you can say it is and isn't. It is, period. There's masculine plants and there's feminine plants. There's yes. masculine dogs and feminine dogs. Yeah. You know, So um, you know, it's something that even if like the whole LGBT community, all this kind of stuff, they have both energies too. You know, it's like, it's, it's just there. It isn't saying you are a man or a woman. It's just the energy masculine and feminine, right? And so there's a, diff- a, a difference there. And I'm, I'm very adamant about that because I don't want it to be, con- con- you, know, you know, sort of cloudy what I'm talking about. I'm very clear on this. Very clear. Mm-hmm. Masculine and feminine are energies, the holistic and the action oriented. Yes. That's what each of us have. Either or more, either or less, or integrated balance. Yeah, that's amazing. Well, Stephen, you're, I could talk about this stuff with you for hours, man. Like you're, uh, I I love the energy. I love what you're saying. You know, it's, it's so needed in the world right now that you will, you start seeing it, right? You start seeing the, the extreme ego based uh, entrepreneurs um, turning to this because they're realizing because they're hearing from maybe two down from someone they know that their experience is something they say, okay, what am I missing something? So the, yeah. is, there is a shift right now in the world. There's a shift Big happening. Shift. And yeah. And the people that like you, they're doing this stuff out there, you know, like I have so much respect and I, I wish you to all the best and continue on with a healthy life so you can spread this message as much as possible to change lives because I, it's everything, you know, what you're talking about is the, is the core that we're missing, you know, and, and people need this. Um, but my one question I wanted to ask, uh, before we, we end this, um, 
is what is your, I think you actually touched upon it already, but what is your innermost superpower that got you to this point? You know, there's words you can use, but it's it's a mixture of things yeah. like resolve, so certainty, hard. belief, all that kind of stuff. It's mm-hmm. so, it's it's a mixture of them all. And and you know, in the end, it never really dawned on me until just recently. I have a twin brother, and we're very competitive, oh, very cool. competitive. And when I um, when I um, I mean, you know, we don't we're, we're close, but we're not like you know very emotional with each other. And um, he made me realize something when he said, I said, look, man, I'm going through this divorce. I don't, I'm, I'm done. Like, I don't need any of this shit anymore. I just, like, I don't know if I can recover. And he said to my twin brother said to me, there's no one on the planet that I know that has done so much and changed so many times to be always get back on your feet again. You got this. And I was yeah, like, wow, that's coming from my brother, man. You know what I mean? Like, wow. Yeah. And then I yeah. I started hearing that from other people. Like, Steve, it doesn't matter what happens. You never quit. Even, you know, my girlfriend's like, you're all so excited about a deal. And when it doesn't doesn't work out, you don't even get mad. You just move to the next deal. Yeah. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. and I'm like, well, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, I program yeah. my mood. I program my reality. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so, uh, yeah, that's, I think, I think it's, it's about that never- I don't like to say, you know, never give up and resolve and all that. It's not that it's a mixture of all of that. It's the experiences that I had and that inner power that drives me. When I need a source of inspiration, I go back in my mind to the monastery and, or, or physically I go there. I've actually been there three times this year, right? So in, in Austria and in the monastery and I just go back and recenter myself, you know? So about what am I about? Who am I really? Where can I put in the most, um, have the most impact in the world? And also make the most money. <laughs> you know, I, I took over after the monastery, <clears throat> I took over a corporation again against my better judgment. But I went in and I said, you know what? I'm going to do it my way. So I went into this corporation and I completely did it on a spiritual level. Everything I did was on a spiritual level. They didn't know it, but they, but I put everything out. I put the intentions out there. I was working with the energies. Um, it was in Budapest. And um, uh, this was the most amazing team that I had ever built with record-breaking revenue but no extra work because we did every day. We had a credo moment. We had a credo moment. We did Tai Chi and Qigong and we're always talking about the energies and how you talk to clients. And it was, it was a completely different level. And I was in a suit and tie and people are like, okay, he looks the part. Why is he talking like this? Well, he he must be doing something right. Let's listen. And so I, I could bridge the gap between, you know, the esoteric world and the business world and actually get, get results. So that was, was pretty amazing. Amazing. That's awesome. Well, Stephen, thank you so much for taking the time to come on this show. Uh, we know, you know, entrepreneurs, people in business, serving other people, you know, we, we get quite busy. And for you to kind of make this time to come on our show is just, I'm grateful. And, um, and yeah, I appreciate you. I appreciate what you're doing. Continue. If you need my help with anything, let me know. If you have something that you want to announce, you want to do a social media or Instagram, Instagram live or something like that. Um, Dude, I'm game. I'm, I'm, I would I'm love game. to, I would love to it's, chat about, I could chat about this stuff forever. So let's do it. Let's do an IG live. I, I do IG lives all the time. With yeah, people. let's it's do fine. it. Let's yeah. Okay. Up. Cool. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll set it up on email and, uh, audience. Love you guys. Thank you so much for attending again this episode. You can hear Stephen. You hear the passion. You hear the skills. You hear the intuition, the passion, like everything. Um, intelligence, right? And the willingness to put forth 
service to others. Like that's, that's value. You know, you, you, when you hear someone speak, it's more than words. You can vibrationally connect with someone when they're speaking. You can tell this person means well for me or not. And you can tell like uh, Steve is a, is a home run. Get in touch with him. All his information is on the sh- in the show notes. Uh, check out his book. And um, again, thank you so much. And thank you so much, Stephen. My pleasure, brother. Thank you so much. 